Hello, and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia, and I am here with you today with my co-host, Ashley. And we are here to talk about another episode of Book Chaos, where we discuss some of the books that we've read recently. I'm pretty sure we've read all these, right? They're not just, like, ones we've acquired and not read. I have read all of these okay, in I've, my stack. I've read all of them. I've not read your books. <laughs> <laughs> I have read all the ones in my stack as well, but mine are pretty easy to get through because I went with a theme to keep me on track last this time. As, a, as opposed to last time? Last time when I went on wild tangents about it was four wildly different books. It was exhausting. I felt like it said a lot about who we are as people. <laughs> like, if you're going to listen to one episode to dissect our personalities, that's the one. I don't that's know. That's the one. I don't feel like I'm at my best in that episode. <laughs> no, I'm not at mine either, but got the point across. <laughs> I guess. My, my uh, reining myself in with this episode is, it's all, or not all, but some of the graphic novels I've read recently. So. Are you still one-upping me? You have five in your stack. Well, that's because I'm counting this as one. I just wanted to look at them both. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You can make me look bad again. Would it's you fine. Would like me to start this time? Sure. Okay. I will start this time, and I will start with this graphic novel um, for, I would say, like, middle grade readers, early middle grade readers, and it's... Marvel's A Black Panther graphic novel, Into the Heartlands. Um, I can't find the author. <laughs> I will That's put... kind of tough on graphic novels I know, sometimes. <laughs> I know. I will put pictures of our book stacks on the Instagram, guys, at Story Analysis Podcast, <laughs> so you can go and find these and see what they look like. Um I feel like that's especially important for graphic novels because right. half of them, I mean, half of the joy is the art. Probably more than half. Probably more than half the joy of the art. I really feel like all the ones that I'm going to talk about today had equally good stories as nice. art, which is really fun. Because yeah. I've read plenty that are like, this is beautiful, but eh, yeah, you know, right, like, right. it's not that great. But I'm starting strong here because this might be my favorite one. Like, Into the Heartlands, I kind of bought it on a whim. I'm like, oh, that's fun. It's Shuri. And... Um, I just loved, loved it so much more than I thought I would. Nice. I thought it was a great kid's book. I don't think other kids listen to my podcast, so I can say this. I bought it for my nephew for his birthday because it's just so solid. Like, it's a story not just about Shuri, it's about T'Challa almost equally. And, like, she's a young science kid. Like, it's always, yeah. like, that fun when you're a kid, you want, you know, your stories of your kids to be, like heroes. Sure. And like, she's just like, oh, Brady Tech kid who wants to be taken seriously, because this is before the movies. Right. It's like a prequel. And, um, I thought, like, it really captured their personalities well, because she's kind of abrasive and mm-hmm. know-it-all-y, and then, like, is very much, like, more sober mm-hmm. and calm, and, um, just the things they dealt with, it's so magical. They go into, like, the spirit world, and it's just beautiful colors, we get this fun, like, mystical Wakanda element, and then we get that fun, like, oh, she's a tech genius element. It's also, like, really moving, like, it deals with some kind of, like, it wasn't, like, super heavy, like, I don't think I cried or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, 
something happens and she thinks it's her fault and, like, her mom gets hurt and so she's gonna, like, follow this, like, legend that was, um, written about by T'Challa's birth mother. Oh. Um, to try to save her Mm -hmm. and, like, you, and, I don't know, they, like, grow and you're dealing with all these things, um... And one of them was like, oh, are, you know, do you see me as really your sister? You know, like hmm. half, are half-siblings early siblings? And sure. like, she's dealing with the, like, knowledge of, like, you're only my family because your mom died, so do you resent me for that? Mm. You wow. Know? Jeez. And, like, <laughs> and, like, but it's not, like, heavy. It's not yeah. like it sits there and the emotion's super long, but I felt like mm. it was really heartwarming, like... Nice. How they they went through some of that stuff together, and yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised T'Challa was as big of a part in it as he was. That's cool. As like her big brother, I loved it. I loved it. It was cute. It was everything you want in a middle grade book, and the colors are beautiful. It is beautiful, beautiful artwork. It just like really reminded me of being like a kid on summer vacation in the summer playing superheroes. Nice. So, like... Good vibes. Good vibes. Pick it up. It was great. (laughs) I loved it. Into the Heartlands. So fun. All right. Your turn. Okay. So, I'm going to start with uh, a book that I probably should have read 15 years ago, Mm. but I was not into literature <laughs> in the slightest when I was in high school. I resented it greatly. Sure. And in order to appease that and overcome it a little bit, I'm I'm still slogging away at Pride and Prejudice, okay? Aww. Don't at me. <laughs> um, not enjoying it at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but what has helped in any sort of, like, capacity is I have really liked the Anne of Green Gables author. Oh, yeah. So I really enjoyed Anne of Green Gables. And um, the one that I just most recently read was Anne of Avonlea, which is the second one. And she is a little older in that, but not... I th- I'm pretty sure she, like, actually attends college in the third book. And okay. I haven't read that one yet. Um, so this one, she's probably, like, 16, you know, which is a quote-unquote adult. Um, and <laughs> yeah, she right. is teaching school. But, you know, just recently she was in school. So just kind of an interesting dynamic there. And uh, Diana, like, gets a little boyfriend. And so they're just kind of growing up. And um, I just really like her writing style, Mm -hmm. Ellen Montgomery. Um, And I really like the Anne of Green Gables vibes. Good vibes. Very good. Very positive. I haven't so read the other Anne's, nice. but the first one. Yeah, and this is the same thing. She's just a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really fun to see the world through her eyes, which is the same eyes, but older. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I found myself, like, genuinely laughing at multiple parts. Aww. And I'm like, that's, that's how you know it's good when it's, like, held up. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe this happens in all classic literature. I wouldn't know. I don't yeah. read it. <laughs> Um, I mean, if your tangents on John Steinbeck are any indication, <laughs> I'm not missing much. Steinbeck is not as delightful as Ella <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know, there were just some funny parts, and just very lighthearted, mm-hmm. very, very nice, and very, uh, seasonal. Like, cool. we, we go through multiple seasons in these books, in my experience. Like, spring is her favorite season. I, it is also my favorite season. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully described. Yeah. Um, but she also talks about fall and winter and summer days and, um, just 
Overall, a very pleasant experience. I bought the entire box set, which is beautiful because they're all the same size. And that size can fit into anything that you are carrying anywhere. That is nice. So it is the most travel-friendly set of books. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I was just very pleased with that purchase. And so far, I've obviously already read the first book. um, And I just finished the second one and just really enjoyed it. I feel like her writing is so descriptive and, like, luscious. Yes. You know? And it's just, like, you when you read, at least when I read Anne, it was, like, you just feel, like, joy of being in the world. Yes. You know? Like, she's a great, like, naturalist writer, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I don't know if she's really heralded as such, but it's just poetic. It is. Know? Yeah. It's a poetic way of looking at the world. Right. Well, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I don't, what's the term? like not dialogue oh, yeah, when yeah. It, it can be just descriptive mm-hmm. of the scene or it could be something that Anne is saying mm-hmm. and either way it's very poetic and just pretty to read yeah you just feel like you're there paints a beautiful oh, yeah, picture I know what this is like and oh uh, yeah we should really watch the PBS um old Anne movies once you get to the, the OG three. yeah yeah because I think it goes up through book three maybe it goes beyond that a mm-hmm. little bit I looked for them on, like, Amazon to, like, buy on Prime. Yeah. But when I looked last, they weren't available. And I was like, oh, they got to get up there. They got to. Yeah. They got to be on there eventually. Yeah, it's been a long time since I saw those. Because they keep rebooting Anne, but they never get that far. Like, I'm pretty sure Anne with an E is, like, the latest Netflix one. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they got, like pretty far like maybe through book two with that but okay then it got canceled so mm. she's actually in the new stranger things that actress i didn't realize that. i didn't know That's but she's funny. gonna be in the we haven't started season four yet but anyway that That's was a tangent fun. but i do feel like even the illustrated copies you have look like the pvs version of yeah they <laughs> the and on it reminds me of that Anne. probably were released about the same time it could be <laughs> modeled after her. yep it could be <sighs> Man. Okay. Is that all you have to say about that yep. one? All right, let's see. Where should I go? The next book I'm going to talk about, you've also read. Look at that. What do you know? Wow. And it is the first released in book form compendium, volume one, of Lore Olympus, which is a webcomic, I believe, that's gone on for quite some time now by Rachel Smythe. Smith? It really bothers me that I can't figure it out what the... <laughs> oh, wait. It says right here. Okay, Into the Heartlands author is Roseanne A. Brown. <laughs> wow. You're too distracted by the beautiful artwork. I was. I was too distracted. Um, and anyway, <clears throat> back to Lore of Olympus. It's, you've maybe even like seen this online and not realized it. It's like Hades and Persephone, and Hades is always in like blue, mm-hmm. and Persephone's always pink. And it's got a bunch of other of the Greek gods in it. And they're all, you know, have their own color as well. And I just really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really want more. It's not mm-hmm. a finished story, you know. No, wasn't it kind of like a cliffhanger? Yeah, it was. And it was Rude. like an ongoing webcomic. And I think she's got tons of, like, I'm pretty sure, like, this was released, like, beginning of this year. And I'm pretty sure we're going to need another bind-up this year. Because nice. she's done so That's much of it already. Around. It's just finally getting released into right, form. Right, right. So... Nice. I don't really know what to say about it. It's a little adult. 
It's a little adult, that it's is not true. not for kids. The last mm-hmm. one I talked about was for kids, and another one I'm going to talk about was for kids. But this one has, like... Very adult themes. SA at some point. Yes. Maybe even yeah. full-on rape. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're supposed to be young adults and older adults. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just kind of a fun modern take on some of the myths and drama that goes on in the old Greek stories. Sure. Well, I believe how you pitched it to me was it had the beautiful uh, grumpy one loves the sunshine one yes. trope. Yes. And it does and that is chef's kiss. The, the original grumpy one sunshine one of Hades and Persephone. <laughs> Beautifully depicted in artwork. It is. It is very pretty. and I just her. I think the artist is the same as the author. I'm pretty sure she just started a web mm-hmm. cartoon nice. you know drawing and writing it all herself so cool and what a neat thing and i really love how she plays with color because like so many of these scenes between hades and persephone blends to purple you know and stuff like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. uh, it that the, the intense bright colors is her big style and kind of almost watercolor-y on finished form yeah it's pretty as well so love it i feel like mavia if you listen to this one i feel like you would really like this this just like feels like something you would just eat up so highly recommend to mavia specifically (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny i'm pretty sure they have the like cupid and psyche myth in here as because they're side characters Mm -hmm. and um pretty sure that's pretty sure that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, so yeah, like she's taking actual old stories and kind of remixing them and revitalizing them, which I thought was fun. And that's really all I have to say about that one. <laughs> it's beautiful. I it's, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, did you, would you read the next one? If oh you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things with the webtoon, it's like I don't know that it has an end date ever, so at some sure. point it could spiral into, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Like any comic, really. The comics, webtoons, they're kind of the same. They yeah. just keep going. Right. They'll yeah. wrap up something and it'll keep no, going. No, but where that one left off, I'm pretty sure I remember being like, oh, I, know. I, I want to like, hear more. What the heck? Yeah. I, I think I binged read this in like an yeah, evening. Yeah, I think I did as well. It's pretty short mm-hmm. amounts of writing because it's so art heavy. Yes. Oh, so good. What's your next one? Um, I'm going to really switch it up oh boy. and give you another Ellen Montgomery book. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> um, you had recommended this. I don't know if you read it. Um, I read your copy because oh, yes. you had found out that Ellen Montgomery had other books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read The Blue Castle, and I loved it so much that I found a copy for myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, because, I have not read it yet. Well, <clears throat> you should. Mm-hmm. I read it, and I would probably call it my favorite book. Wow. Um, like, I don't know. I'd have to read it again, mm-hmm. but I just adored it. And it, it was like, I reached a point in the book where I was like, okay, depending on what happens next, this yes. will either be my favorite book or I won't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, spoilers, it ended the way I wanted it to. Aww. So I was like, all right, this, this, if we're going to talk about, like, favorite books, this is on the list for sure. Um, and it basically, it's just about this young woman who's not so young. She's like 27, 28, 30. I don't know. Not that far off from my own age. Sure. And her name is Valencia, I think. Valencia? Valencia? I don't know. I said Valencia in my brain, but 
Um, she's a spinster. She lives with her family. They judge everything that she does. She can never do anything good enough ever in her life, you know? Mm-hmm. She's, like, plain and kind of sickly and, like, has just been dragged on her entire life and, like, never pursued. Her family mocks her for never having been pursued. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, her par- her mother has a ridiculous high standards for cleaning the house and, like, she just has no joy in her life. Aww. And so she has, like, a heart murmur. And so she goes to a doctor who basically, like, has to leave in a rush. And she gets a letter, a follow-up letter, like a week later or something, that says, I'm so sorry, but you're going to die. Oh, no. Um, You know, who knows? One day you're just going to drop dead. Mm. And she's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then I'm not going to keep living my life like this. This Mm. is miserable. I'm going to do what I want. So she starts doing what she wants, and, like, ultimately she uh, marries this guy (laughs) so that she can get out of her house. Okay. And, um, like, that's not where it started. I think she moved in with a, um, there was, like, this sickly girl Mm -hmm. and her father, and she moved in with them so she could help clean the house, cook for the father, because, you know, men can't fend for themselves, and help with the sick daughter, and then she passed away, and then I think she might have stayed on for a little while to continue, like, being this guy's housekeeper, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately she married the man, Mm -hmm. and um, there's some reveals along the way. I won't spoil those. Um... But it's just a very sweet and romantic book. Well, is it sad? And, um, no. Okay, good. No. I don't think there was anything sad in it other than, like, the girl died, but they really didn't dwell on that very long. Okay. And it was kind of like, oh, this young woman has been sickly her whole life. She's going to died? pass away. No, oh, okay. the girl that she moved in with to help with. Oh, okay. Like, that was her out for getting away from her family. Sure. Um, and like, I mean, I think that was sad because she befriended her, but it wasn't like, okay, now I'm going to cry over these two pages about this woman. Um, but I don't know. As far as like a love story goes, I don't have a long list of those Mm -hmm. and this would be on there. So I really enjoyed it. There were some misogynistic comments because this was written way back in the day, way back in the 1800s, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so a little bit of that, but not so much that it ruined it for me. Nice. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was basically about this couple that enjoyed spending time together. Oh, wow, novel. A concept. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then, I don't know. It was novel just, it was, you know, Ellen Montgomery. So it was still that like magical prose mm-hmm. of descripting, describing, um, like what she describes as her blue castle and that's what ends up being her little island that she lives on with her new husband because he owns this little private island and it's just the two of them on this island and they it's beautiful and they explore it together and it's really nice and enjoyable and i would highly recommend it (laughs) sounds adorable oh man I think it's all seasons. Okay, like, all seasons. time passes, mm-hmm. so there's not a bad time to read it. The next one that I have to talk about is the two books that I actually criticize, <laughs> which are the first two compendiums of 
Critical Roles, Vox Machina Origins. Um, I don't. I think they're coming out with another one soon, but I don't think it's out yet. Um, if you've watched the Vox Machina Critical Role show and you're like, wow, I want more of that, I highly recommend you pick up these companions because this tells the story of how the group got together and all their backstories. So um, where we meet them in the show, this kind of tells about them getting together. So in the first one, we have like Scanlan and Grog already know each other. Obviously the twins are already together. And then Keyleth is with that dragon character who doesn't exist anymore in the show. But that's kind of how they come together. Nice. And then um, it shows them meeting each other and having fun little adventures and kind of deciding to, like, carry on together for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, and then the second one, we have Grog. It's more Grog-centric. We really delve into Grog's backstory. And we meet Pike. And we find out that, like... Pike and her dad took Grog in when he Aww. was younger, and that's why they're so close. She's like his mm. sister, and because he was like ostracized from his tribe because he wasn't like he wouldn't kill or something like that. Like he wasn't a bad enough barbarian. So they're like, "You get out of here," and then they were like, "We'll take him in." Um, and I mean, they go through other stuff in here too. I'm sure different parts of their campaign. I think that was the sure. hope for some of this stuff is to get the campaign done on paper. Sure. And I think this stuff was even before they filmed nice. them around the table. Cool. Because this campaign was going already before they got to, right. to have like what join Geek and Sundry and like film mm-hmm. and share their campaign. Right. So I'm pretty sure at least the first one, but I think both of these were like before, like, even if you're like, oh, I've seen everything, you won't have seen this, mm-hmm. because um, it's before they even filmed themselves playing, so... Very cool. It's kind of neat, and I really, I really enjoyed reading both of those. Are ones. they sad? Not too sad. <laughs> I mean, like, this one had a few hearts. It's going to be the, the closing question for every <laughs> book. Is it sad? <laughs> no, I don't really think these ones were sad. I mean, they are also adult. These ones are gory, graphic... It's sometimes awkward to read. I, I found that we watching the cartoon too. Like this is a cartoon, and like even though I know, like especially in anime and stuff, like cartoons aren't for kids. Yeah, it's a little weird to see like graphic sure. sex or um, <laughs> violence in a cartoon. Fair. I'm not sure if these ones had graphic sex, but there was definitely violence. Sure. In them, so just you know, buyer beware. They're for adults. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> what do you have next? Okay. All right. This is, I'm a little embarrassed to talk about this one. Um, so, uh, yet again, a book that you bought me. We'll, we'll back it up a little bit. You bought me the first book, which is The Bromance Book Club. And I read that book and I ate it up. It was the best. <laughs> it was everything I wanted it to be and more. And then I think there was a second one out at that point, mm-hmm. which I bought right away. And then I think the third one came out sometime after that. Mm-hmm. And I have loved each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth one came out, and I was super excited about that because it was going to delve into the backstory and love story of a side character that kind of felt like a side character the whole time. Okay. 
And uh, so this one is titled, Isn't It Bromantic? So what is the concept of this series? (laughs) The concept is that there is a group of very stereotypical, in a sense, heterosexual men Mm -hmm. who have started a romance book club so that they can learn how to woo their women better. (laughs) So they read the romance books and then they get together and they discuss them. And it's like, (laughs) this one especially isn't it romantic, like dove into toxic masculinity. And um, like, I don't know, just like how we have as a society accepted stereotypes Mm -hmm. and how they're not true and how they are just, Harmful. harmful and um yeah really detrimental to relationships mm-hmm. and how relationships can be more than just sex you know mm-hmm. and um like how to understand women as people and not just women nice. and um so they these are the discussions that they have and it's written by a woman mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> um <laughs> And, but they also, like, I really like all the male characters because they've, like, made an effort to be really good friends to each other. Uh-huh. And they're, like, they'll cry with each other. Uh-huh. And they'll, like, get over past trauma, you know? Like, yeah. oh, your dad never loved you? Well, that sucks. And yeah. here's how we can heal, you know? Right. That kind of thing. And um, so this book was about the Russian character mm-hmm. that I've gushed about for books and books and he's ridiculous okay all of these characters are ridiculous this is not some high-end piece of literature yeah sure <laughs> um but i was excited to hear about his story and it's he's um there most of them are like sports players mm-hmm. and the russians specifically his name is vlad and he is a hockey player mm-hmm. and he lives in the united states but he is from russia and he had a wife that he married and brought over to the U.S. She has been his friend his entire life. Mm-hmm. And they've, you know, never actually confessed their love for each other. It was a green card marriage. Mm-hmm. She wanted to get out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's always loved her. And she's always loved him. But they've never actually discussed that. Aww. So it's just a beautiful little tropey piece of magic. Um, and... I don't know if I would call this one my favorite in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some issues with how romance books are produced. Sure. Just because I feel like it's a mass market thing mm-hmm. and they have to check the boxes and quick meet their deadline. Oh, yeah. So some of the things in this felt very unfinished sure. <clears throat> or rushed or forgotten about. Yeah, and I felt that way about some of the other books, too. If I had to pick a favorite, it would be the second book. I think that one was written the best. Um, Maybe I'd feel differently if I revisited it. But this one, there were some parts where I was like, oh, okay, this is a little little chaotic. Did you just bring that in at the last minute because you didn't know what else to do? Mm -hmm. Um, So some of that felt that way. But overall, I think they're funny and lighthearted and very easy to read and just a lot of fun. So Nice. Yeah, they seem so fun. I have the first one on Audible, so I need to listen to it. I, I mean, like... beware. You will be listening to... All four of them? No, you will oh. be listening to Smut, oh. so... <laughs> Maybe that will work. <laughs> I, I have not read a lot of Smut, That's okay. to be fair. I have to listen to The Court of Thorns and Roses It sounds like this work. is probably more tame than that, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> I have not read a lot of Smut. I feel like these are... Fairly minimal, so... That's good. Fairly tame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, adorable. 
Well, my next graphic novel. I want to say my favorite, but I don't know. Like they're all so different, and also I really loved Into the Heartlands. But did I say the Vox Machina? Did they even have Matthew Mercer is the author, along with Jody Hauser, Olivia Sampson? I think the other ones are illustrators. Anyway, it's you scoff at Matthew Mercer, Mercer as if he didn't DM the entire <laughs> like, campaign. I'm just like I don't know, do I have to say it? Like if you know, you know. True. <laughs> Um, this is called Tide Song, and I love it. <laughs> it's the end. wonderful. Um, I believe it's also middle grade. Um, the author is Wendy Shoop. Is that how you You would it? know better than I would. you I'm not sure. I'm thinking that might be Shoop. Shoop. Sue. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but once again, I'll take pictures of all these <laughs> so that you guys can see. Um... I love this. I'm going to buy this for every light girl that I know this summer because it feels so wonderful. It feels summery. It reminds me of um, everything that I love, truly. Like, it's got it all. (laughs) It's got... (laughs) It reminds me of so many different Studio Ghibli movies in one. Mm -hmm. Like, it reminds me of Ponyo. It also reminds me of Spirited Away because there's, like, water dragons. Nice. And they can, like, control the ocean. So it's really ocean-y. So it reminds me of Ponyo. Sure. But then there was another element that reminded me of another Studio Ghibli movie. So Spirited Away, Ponyo... I can't remember the other one. <laughs> if you liked um, Tea Dragon Society books, I think you would just love this. Uh, it's just cute. And then there's like little nods. So, like the main girl's probably like, I don't know, 13 ish. Um, and she's like trying to learn her powers. She goes to stay with her aunt so she can teach her. But also her cousin lives there. And like they. Um, work with the 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 sea dragons, who control the the ocean, and this boy washes up on shore, and she has to help him. But like, there's also this other older sea dragon guy, and you know he kind of likes the older cousin, so like that's kind of fun. And like, also she kind of likes this boy who washed up on shore, who we find out is like the prince of the sea dragons, and wow. it's great. (laughs) Sounds very exciting. Heartwarming and it's easy to read and I like the grandma characters and the art's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I love oceany things like in the summer and this is just so cute and I just liked, I liked every little thing about it. Every little thing about it. So it's not sad. No, it's not sad. It's Good. great. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. The art's fantastic. It's super cute. Very Studio Ghibli. Cool. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, um, my last book is a little heavy. Uh-oh. A sad one? It's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, parts of it are sad, sure. but I don't know if I would call it a sad book. Um, but it does deal with this woman who basically commits suicide. Oof. And um, anyway, it's called The Midnight Library. It's by Matt Hag. Hag. Okay. Um, and 
I remember getting like a third of the way into this book and then suddenly realizing that it was written by a man and being surprised Um, because the whole book is told from the perspective of the female female protagonist who's the main character. And um, I never doubted that she was a woman. Mm -hmm. So um, he wrote her very well. Um, Anyway, she's in a very low point in her life. And I don't even remember. I read this at like Christmas, so it's been a while. Um, my cousin Sarah bought it for me for Christmas. Aww, so. shout out to Sarah. <laughs> um, it was a very good recommendation. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, she's, yeah, I don't remember if she's actually intentionally committing suicide. Okay. She's just having a really hard time. A lot of things are going poorly in her life, and she's, like, been a heavy drinker, and I'm now confusing it with another book. Oh. Hold on, let me... <laughs> Circle back. Circle back. Circle back. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she may or may not have intentionally, like, taken too many sleeping pills okay. and drinking too much vodka. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. So anyway, she goes to the Midnight Library, which is kind of like a purgatory halfway point between, you know, this life and the next. And in the library, I think she, like, meets the librarian mm-hmm. who hosts her around and explains the the setup, which is that basically you can pick any book off of the shelf and it will be a multiverse version of yourself. So you can see all of the lives that you could have lived had something in your life played out differently, a different decision made, whatever. Um, So we spend a good portion of this, like, her, her, like, figuring out what would have happened if she'd followed that dream that she had when she was seven. And all the things that are different. Like, one time she ends up in Australia, and she's, like, living in a condo, like, two blocks from the beach, and she surfs, and mm-hmm. she's, like, going about this life, like, hey, this is this is pretty great. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Wow, how cool is this? And then she finds out that her best friend was dead in that world. Aww. And um, just all these little things. Mm-hmm. Like, she finds out the, the dark sides of, what would have happened if she had made it all the, these all decisions? Yeah. yeah. And um, how, you know, maybe the decisions that she did make weren't that bad. Like, mm-hmm. maybe she just needs to look at her life differently. And that's what I really liked ultimately about this book is it sounds like a downer. But it, it basically, I'll spoil this one. Um, she decides she wants to live her life. Aww. And so, like, very pro, like, make the best of what you've been given and um do what you can with what you have and i just really enjoyed it it was was a fun ride all along like there's at one point she meets a character who is actually experiencing the same thing and he recognizes it so they discuss that they're both like hopping in between their worlds and they like cross paths a couple times in different universes um and yeah it's just really cool like i think there was one universe where i don't know she got to heal a little bit because Mm -hmm. she like got to talk to her mom because in one universe her mom lived longer than she did in her actual life and i think ultimately she like tries to make up with her brother who she'd cut ties with years before and an interaction in one of these universes caused Mm -hmm. her to go that's that's something i should try to repair um so yeah i don't know there was a lot of a lot of good in it i would highly recommend it that does sound really solid Mm -hmm. 
sad. It's a little like it's sad, <laughs> but I felt like by the end it was like, okay, yeah, no, it's it's sad like life, you know? Yeah. Not like, okay, I'm going to sit and read this book and wallow in all the bad parts. Right, it right. was ultimately good. So. Out of your, your stack, do you have a top two? Mmm. I mean, I enjoyed... They're all ones that I like, and I'm guessing they're all ones you like. I enjoyed all of these. Mm -hmm. I think I'd probably reread all of them. Oh, that's good. Um, Like I said, The Blue Castle is probably, like, on my list of favorite books. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably have to say that one. But if I was just going to, like, pick one up tonight for fun, it would be the Isn't It Romantic book. Sure. It's just so easy. Mm -hmm. So fun. Good message. (laughs) <laughs> right. You? My two favorites are the kids' ones. <laughs> Into the Heartlands and Tide Song. They were just so... I'll have to read those. Delightful. And they're, yeah, they're easy to read. Yeah, they look really evening. relaxing. And, like, it was just a joy. And they were so, like, aesthetically... I was going to say, they seem quite immersive. Yes, like... yes. Pleasing. And you were just, like, in this other magical world. Nice. And, like just wholesome and cute and art so nice and yeah it just kind of sweeps you away and makes you feel like a kid again so Mm -hmm, i'm gonna say yeah into the heartlands and tide song are winners excellent (laughs) winners for me and yes i will take pictures of these guys and i will put them on our instagram so you can all see that at story analysis podcast and don't ask it like a question <laughs> i'm just bringing to say it wrong <sighs> um and then yeah if you guys want to check them out let us know if you have read any of these if you like them or if you want to read any of them and if you want to hear another book chaos if you do we'll probably have to get reading <laughs> yeah i've not picked up a book in three months <laughs> also are you all proud of me i didn't have to explain to you my like ADHD-esque, uh, hyper I mean, it was a little... got me to the things that I read. It's a little easier to track with the graphic novels than, you know, <laughs> Sybil. <laughs> I feel like a normal amount of tired right now, yeah, so... Yeah, okay, that's good, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I haven't left you in the dust. No, I'm tracking with you. <laughs> Kept up. All right, well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye.